Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I hope that you're well and that you're not feeling additional stress that can be created at this time of year with all the holidays and parties and commotion. I see it every year. We let self-care fall to the wayside. We stop eating to nourish our bodies. We let established exercise routines go. We delay our yoga practice. We don't meditate. Anything that you normally do to take care of your body, mind, and spirit gets pushed to the side in favor of all the shoulds in the season. I don't I don't think it will surprise any of you that I really caution against this. And it's a lesson that I'm trying to learn myself. So like so much on this journey, we're all in it together. We're all learning and growing together, even if the journey itself is individual. A woman I know uses the term extreme rest to describe what she needs sometimes. And I've been trying to see how that concept might fit into my life. Letting go of the need for constant productivity, constant busyness, constant stress. And I know we don't think we need constant stress, but sometimes some of us do. We use all our tasks and chores and work to create a constant level of stress. And I think we do it for a couple of reasons. One, because it proves that we're valuable and worthy, that the air we breathe and the space we take up on the planet isn't wasted because, hey, look at everything I got done today. And we also use it to avoid looking inward, to keep our attention anywhere but on ourselves so that we don't have to deal with trauma and pain and heartbreak. If we're constantly busy, we don't need to think about how this isn't the life we thought we'd be living um, or that we're not who we want to be doing the things we thought we'd be doing because those kinds of thoughts are hard and uncomfortable. But in my opinion, we need to think them or at least allow space for them because that's how we start letting them go and how we start determining what is serving us, what is working. But until we pull back from that need for stress and intentionally engage with ourselves, we don't have room to grow. And those thoughts, those shoulds are taking up all our emotional and mental space, right? So, So, wow, I guess we started off the show big this week, but truly, truly be thinking and acting on ways that you can explore extreme self-care this season and all seasons. We're actually going to spend most of our time today talking about something that I think is kind of fun, and that's auras, what they are, what they mean, why do we talk about them at all? And of course, we can talk about how they relate to the chakras. So 
we'll start with basics. An aura, broadly speaking, is an energy field that emanates from a being, a human, a plant, an animal. It can be electromagnetic, or if it helps you to just think of it as energy, or maybe even just a vibe. Um, I'm sure you've met someone who made you uncomfortable right away. And even though you weren't sure why, you just knew it wasn't a fit. And that's a vibe. That's aura. Your vibe and their vibe, your energies that exist beyond your bodies don't go together. And neither aura is wrong because no human being is wrong. It just isn't a match. You can consider an aura as an energetic reflection of your internal state that exists in the space around you. And because it's reflecting your internal state, your aura can change. Just like your chakras, the balance, the energy is different day to day and as we grow as people. The aura is the energetic representation of your whole body, the higher vibrations that that can't be seen with the naked eye all the time. The aura itself is usually thought to exist in seven layers. The first one being the closest to your body and the seventh being the farthest away. There, there are many interpretations, but today I'll just share with you the most widely accepted theory or philosophy of auras. Remember that if, if someone else has an idea that resonates with you, it isn't that any of the ideas are wrong, just that we all live differently in the world. But as for the broadly accepted parts of the aura, we'll start with the layer closest to your body. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The layer closest to your body is your actual physical body. Yes, your physical body. And then truly the couple inches or centimeters just outside your body. It is the densest layer of your aura and is closely connected to your root chakra. The physical layer of the aura, the physical body, is a representation of how you are physically. Most physical pain is seen in this layer, as well as how connected you are to your physicality. The aura layers are thought to be similar in color to the chakras, right? Each chakra has an associated color. The layers are the same. They have a color. And this densest layer, this physical body is red. And a quick word about colors. You know just from existing in the world that there are more shades of red than we can imagine. And the same goes for the physical layer of your aura. If your first aura layer is a strong, vibrant red, you likely have a healthy ego, a strong sense of security, and you are grounded. But a muddied brownish red might indicate that you struggle with anger or insecurity or anxiety. A pinkish red might mean that you're more artistic, less grounded perhaps, but also very sensitive. 
So understanding your aura layers can lead you to find chakra imbalances, perhaps, or we can use this to just give ourselves a greater knowledge of our own energetic bodies. The next layer is the emotional body and relates, of course, to your feelings. It's worth saying again that all feelings are equal. None are morally better or worse than others. So when we talk about emotions, we're not looking to get rid of any one emotion, more to just understand them and determine if that's how we want to feel. Anger, for example, at an injustice can spur us to action, even though we sometimes think of anger as an undesirable emotion. On the other side, if we experience joy, at another person's bad fortune, and while joy is usually considered a nice emotion to have, is that really who we want to be? Each of us has to make those decisions for ourselves, of course, but I just wanted to illustrate that feelings themselves are neither good nor bad. They're just information, and that information is reflected in our aura this layer of which is related to the sacral chakra. The color is orange, and a clear, vibrant orange is indicative of good health, uh, a zest, if you will, for life, and emotional balance. A dull orange or imbalanced sacral chakra can show stress and even addictive behavior. It might also show that you have repressed emotions clouding your emotional body and those could be impacting your emotional health. We tend to hide emotions that aren't palatable or acceptable to others, but just like with the chakras, an imbalance here is going to affect all other layers of our auras. No energy center, no layer stands alone. Repressed emotions here can even cause physical pain that never gets solved until we take the time to explore our stress and our feelings. Moving on to the next layer, which is the mental body. This is what you might think of as your general mental health and wellness. It's not, it's not related to higher or, or cosmic thinking, not just yet. The color of this layer is yellow, just like the solar plexus chakra. And this is the layer that reflects what's happening in your conscious mind, your opinions, your conscious thoughts about yourself, the world, and all the things and people in it. It's still well within the physical world and concerned with visible, tangible things. When this layer is balanced and clear, a vibrant yellow color indicates optimism thoughtfulness, a good understanding of the differences between the physical and spiritual world. Yes, I know they're the same in the grandest of grand scheme of things, but for the purposes of a healthy mental body layer, we do need to understand and perceive the differences. Things that can dull the mental body layer. Stress, fatigue, anger, fear of losing control, power struggles, excessive ego or will, harsh self-judgment or rigid rules and regulations put on us either by ourselves or by authority figures, 
those things can dim this light, which makes sense. If we don't have a strong sense of autonomy, the idea that we have at least some control over our lives, we don't have a strong will to act in our own best interest or in accordance with our highest, truest self. Just like trying to have too much control over others or even the idea that we can control every little thing in our own lives causes suffering. A healthy mental body finds the balance between right action and letting go of the results of that action. Next up, or out, I guess, is the astral body. And I think this is where it starts to get interesting. The layers get farther away from our bodies and are harder to to feel or see. The vibrations are finer, more subtle, and the ideas and concepts they represent get more philosophical, perhaps. So the astral body is a bridge between the more physical aspects of our nature and the more spiritual parts. If you've listened to any of the heart chakra episodes of the show, you might have heard me say that before, so it won't surprise you that the two are correlated. The astral body layer is an important place for healing to take place throughout your entire energetic body. Relationships can be mended here. And whether that means actual repair with another person or just reconciling past relationships with who and where you are now. The astral body allows us to broaden our idea about what creates a relationship, and that is truly our thoughts and emotions about someone, regardless of how they feel about us, or even if they know we exist personally, and even those who have passed on. The astral body allows us to stay mentally and emotionally connected beyond what we think of as a traditional relationship. For example, the relationship between you and me. We might not know each other personally. Maybe we've never exchanged even a single message, but we still affect each other's lives. That's the astral plane. That's the connection between our heart chakras, the fourth layer of your aura. When this layer is clear and strong, represented by the color green, we're healthy and loving and generous in spirit. When it isn't, we can feel jealous and insecure, maybe even unlovable. An imbalance here can also cause us to blame others for our troubles, always insisting that responsibility lies outside ourselves, no matter the situation. Well-being in this layer requires a good sense of self, of balance. And then we start to get a window into our spiritual selves, which starts to move us into the more spiritual layers of our auras. In fact, the next layer is considered the spiritual body. This is another gateway layer uh, that goes with a gateway chakra, the throat chakra. The spiritual body and the throat chakra are both passageways between the etheric and the physical planes, which is why this layer and chakra are so closely related to 
manifestation, and creation. This is the place where we take what's in our imaginations, where we take what is possible and make it reality. In some traditions, this is also the plane in which our souls determined our physical expression before we were even born, what we'd look like, the kind of personality we've had, that kind of thing. That is way beyond what we're talking about here, but I think that it illustrates the kind of creative power that lies in the spiritual body. Here is the power of truth and the destructive power of lies. Speaking truthfully brings peacefulness and clarity into our lives. Lies, even the ones we tell ourselves accidentally, lies bring powerlessness and fear. Like the untruth, so many of us tell ourselves that we're not enough, that we are deficient in some way. That's false, and it muddies the spiritual body, making it harder to connect to the divine, to our true selves. A clear spiritual body creates almost effortlessly because it is in tune with the cosmos, the universe, and the physical plane. Everything is aligned so life seems easy. And that's not to say there aren't obstacles. What's that saying? Uh, we are the complication in the world. But when we work toward a clear throat chakra, a clear spiritual body, complications are less. And when they come, they don't cause nearly as much strife because we feel connected to something greater. And what we feel connected to is found in the next two aura layers. The first is the cosmic body or celestial or soul body. It's that deep, intuitive place, which makes sense because it's associated with the third eye chakra, the place of seeing. This is where you might connect to the spirit world. Drew Callie and I talked about that a few episodes back, and this is the place it happens. We also have higher knowledge here, higher emotions like unconditional love or abundant gratitude, the kinds of emotional vibrations that expand our consciousness and might even allow us to tap into our subconscious minds. In the subconscious, we can really start to understand ourselves, but also understand reality on a more intricate level than we do in our physical bodies. We see things without the stories that we attach to them. We have insights on how things and people and plants and animals connect. Our intuition can lead us when this layer is clear. The other interesting part of this layer is the dissolution of ego. We start to feel cosmically open with less need for approval from others, but also less need to talk about our journey. Although we're more connected than ever, we don't have to question the journey as much and we start to follow our intuition more rather than looking for guidance outside. I mean, I'll be the first to say that a trusted guide or friend is always welcome, but there's just less ego involved. I hope that makes sense. There's a certain amount of privacy 
inherent in the cosmic body, just as there is a privacy to everyone's spiritual journey. That sort of internal focus is what makes a broad love of humanity possible because we feel the oneness rather than the separateness, how we're a part of this human experience, that we're both a single soul journeyer and also that our souls are all one consciousness. I told you this is where things were going to get fun. A clear third eye chakra and soul body, a clear violet or indigo color reflects all of that, the intuitive self coming to realization. A discolored sixth layer can show us where we're still disconnected, where our need to be separate might be causing us distance or distress. Which takes us to the seventh of the most commonly discussed layers of the aura, and that's that's the integrated spiritual body or the catheric layer. This layer is represented by the color white, or perhaps violet, depends on the tradition. Uh, it contains the essence of all the other layers and is connected to the crown chakra. This is where we are truly at one with the divine, with universal consciousness. We can see that there is no distinction between us and God in any form, between us and other beings, or even between us and inanimate objects, that we are all the same, that there is only one. Some mystics and teachers have said that there isn't even one, because when you're part of it, it is nothing. It's zero. In this layer of the aura, we know everything, but mostly the feeling of pure love and pure self, which is, of course, the pure self of everyone. I always think this gets a little trippy. Maybe you think so too. Uh, but I love to ponder it. And if I can, if I can touch that feeling, even for a moment, that feels really special to me. Some people think of this as a protective layer, something that we close off if we feel threatened or if we believe that we're being emotionally or mentally harmed. But I would offer that those feelings might live deeper into the auric layers. It isn't that the universe doesn't provide protection. I think it absolutely does, but that we don't need to close ourselves down to access that protection. In fact, I wonder if we don't close ourselves off to that protection if we actively try to shut down the influence from the cosmos. I don't know. A white layer here indicates physical health, but also mental emotional, and spiritual health. An off-white color might indicate illness or spiritual distress. Like so many of the layers, but this one, this one in particular, if we're off anywhere in the aura or the chakras, we see it reflected in other energy centers. Now, the idea isn't necessarily to be perfectly balanced and clear in all layers of your aura at every moment. I mean, we're living, changing beings, so that is extraordinarily unlikely. Uh, in my experience, we're all dominated by a particular type of energy at particular times in our lives. 
certain chakras drive us at certain times and others drive us when they're called upon. But whatever you believe about other planes and experiences, I think we can all agree that we are living on this physical plane in physical bodies and some of our energy is always going to go toward managing that. It's good. It's fine. That's the way it's supposed to be. But when we don't feel right, when we don't feel healthy, we have these tools like the chakras and the aura layers to gain understanding about where we're off and what parts of us need more attention and care. So <laughs> if you're wondering how, now that you have all this information, how do you know what your aura looks like? Well, let's talk about that. I think the easiest way, maybe not at first, but eventually the easiest way is to intuitively feel your way through the layers. You can do it in a meditation where you relax and breathe and then start to feel the layers expand and contract. If you get to say the heart chakra layer, the astral body, and you feel an odd contraction or tightening, you can intuit that this layer is out of balance, that perhaps you're struggling with love or generosity. Some people like to have their auras read by professionals. Some people are able to see all layers of the aura or can just give you the general impression of a single color. I mean, that doesn't mean the other layers aren't there, of course, just that perhaps you're driven by a certain type of energy or maybe that you naturally lean toward a particular chakra. Again, this isn't good or bad. And you can use what we've talked about for each layer of the chakra and each layer of the aura to do some reflection on what that might mean for you or about you. There are special types of photography that claim to be able to catch your aura on film. I, I only say claim, not because I, I necessarily doubt it, but because I haven't had it done. So I can't really speak to it. Just I do know it exists. So if you are interested, you could certainly look to see if someone in your area does aura photography. You can also practice seeing your own aura by softly gazing at the spaces between your fingers when they're spread wide. Don't try to force it. Just let your intention guide you. People who do it a lot will tell you that it gets easier with practice. I mean, much like everything else in this life. If you're interested, spend some time sensing or seeing your own energetic field. Notice changes in it from day to day. Auras change over time. They can change with what's happening in your life or any number of things. If it helps you to think of yourself as having one particular color aura, then that might work for you. But I believe that for most of us, it's helpful to understand the layer system. A lot like we under, understand the chakra system, knowing how all the aspects of our physical, emotional, mental, astral, and so on bodies work together to create the whole holistic person that we are. So chakras and auras, it's a fun way to think about our energy fields, isn't it? And knowing how far away they can extend from our bodies, tens of feet sometimes, and that can explain a lot about how we interact with the world and with others. It's kind of funny to think about walking into a room and, <laughs> and having all our auras have to squeeze together and co-mingle. You know, maybe our, just, 
our outermost layers touch or maybe our mental layers touch and we end up having an incredible intellectual conversation all night. And the combinations are endless, of course, because we're all endless and we're all different each day. It's fun and it's interesting. And hopefully you also found it insightful. Thank you once again for listening. It is always my honor and privilege to spend some time with you each week. Please remember to follow Your Chakra Coach on Facebook or Instagram. And if you need anything, you can always message me there. I do get back to everyone that reaches out. And of course, if this show is valuable and useful to you, if you think it deserves a little of your support, you can go to the Patreon page to make a donation to help support the show and help me get it out every week. I've also got some new ideas coming to the Patreon page in 2022, so stay tuned for that. All of those links will be in the show notes, so check it out. And until next time, have a beautiful week and take care of yourself. Bye.